Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon podcast. It's me, Moshe Kasher. And uh, his wife. That's Natasha Legero. We've got a very special guest with us. Actually, I just want to bring him in now because I got some burning questions. Uh, we're just going to quickly go over uh, what you think about the Joe Rogan controversy, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Caleb Heron. What controversy? Joe's being himself. I love it. Um, no, this is what I wanted to actually talk about. First of all, unbelievable comedian, uh, the television writer du jour, uh, coming up in, in multiple movies, including a Jurassic motherfucking park movie. <laughs> oh, whoa. Uh, a beast of a stand-up, a, a nice man, <laughs> Caleb Heron, ladies and gentlemen. Homosexual. Homosexual as well. I usually do actually yep. mention the sexual orientation yeah. of our guest because yeah. it's kind of like to get all the weird stuff out of the way. Wait, he's gay. Let's yeah. just put it out there. I just, uh, yeah. I'm going to be honest. I didn't know for sure. Right. Really? And I'm going to be honest. I, I <laughs> looked it up. You're, you're like, I'm going to be honest, I clocked you instantly. No, I just looked it up because we have we can only do, we have once a week, just a, and it's as, this isn't personal, this is just a, our advertisers have requested only, no, homos. only, no, one, one homosexual a month. One, yeah, it's the, it's the one fag policy, which I love. No, this is what I actually wanted to ask you about because Natasha and I have been, I, uh, she, Natasha's been roasting me about, um, okay, I'm 42. Thank you. Uh. You're welcome. That is so brave. Thank you. Well, you admitted that you were a homosexual. I wanted to tell yeah. you that I am. Mine, I, mine is kind of on the up. Being 42 <laughs> is still very much, I think, on Moshe's, the outs. Moshe's very insecure about it. Well, there are certain. Oh. <laughs> there are Me cer- trying to do a bit about it. No, no, no. There's just certain states in this country that won't even allow 42 year olds to yeah. walk around. Yeah. And so are you I, about to talk about your new hobby? Well, that's oh what I wanted God. to get Caleb's hot take on, right? <laughs> so I'm, I'm 42. You know, when I was. Um, Young in the '90s, I was like a I was a rave DJ. Oh my god! Right? Thank you. Can, can uh, I tell? Can I say my take right now? If well, I, I haven't even told the thing. Go ahead. What, what's your take? I just I can't believe you're talking about this again. Well, I thought Caleb could be like a good kind of neutral <laughs> okay, party. Okay, yeah. See what he thinks. To just see see what he thinks, honey. Okay, so I was a rave DJ. I was a rave promoter, and then I became a comedian. I've been in comedy like 20 years now. Now, where, I, hold on. So, where were you rave DJing at? This is in San, the Bay? San Francisco okay, area. Cool. Yeah, Oakland and San Francisco. Gotcha. Uh, I quit DJing. I, I walked away from it, and uh, now I'm writing a book, uh, and I'm writing a, a second memoir through the lens of the different uh, subcultures I've been a part of. Why don't you skip to the good part? Anyway, I wrote, I wrote the rave chapter, and I got kind of like, you know what? I started thinking, might be kind of cool, just as a hobby, if I were to buy a couple of turntables or a <laughs> DJ controller, and just kind of like for as a hobby, start DJing again. Now, I told my wife, Natasha here, she... I said, you cannot tell me that seriously. Right. <laughs> Ever. I'm just never going to meet that without laughter. Wasn't a supportive Actually, comp- it's not laughter. It's more just disdain. It, it might end the, our marriage. You're right. You, oh, you guys are giving extremely crumbling marriage vibes. <laughs> I will say, this is fucking horrifying to behold. People can't tell probably through the camera, but it is not feeling well, good. Well, actually, Caleb, you just told on yourself, we just found out that you're not a listener to this podcast, okay? Because if you'd been listening, you would have known the crumbling vibes that are going on for- i listened to a little. Uh, I, know, over I, know, a I know enough to know that you're using the, 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 the one floss things on all uh, your teeth. Oh, I know. Okay. <laughs> I'm around the pod. Don't you worry about me. 
No, when Moshe told me he wanted to start getting into DJing again, seriously, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm done with the pandemic. You know, like <laughs> we just need to get out of the house. He doesn't need a home studio, a home DJing it's studio. It's a stone too far. Yeah, yeah. She's like, you know, I'm willing to risk the COVID infection if yeah. it means. I'm, I'm actually, I'm ready to. I'm. This is a quote I found. Okay. I'm ready to prioritize the living of life over the minimizing of mortality. That's, but that's what I'm saying. I want a DJ no, no, to live life. Go out, no, 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 no. Go out and da- go to a dance party, honey. We're not doing He'll that. He'll be in a dance party. He'll be DJing the dance party. Listen. No, he wants to do it at the house and make mixtapes. Oh, that's all you want out of this? I just want like a meditation <laughs> form, kind of. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, there's not even a social component. This I'm is- not trying to become a ri- like a get at gigs. Uh, I was ready to hire you. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I was like, this will be fun. I got a party coming up. We need a DJ. DJ Midlife Crisis. Come on. Caleb, do you think that's like lame? Do do I think it is lame for you to get into DJing at the age of 42? As a, he's got a successful career and he has like so many things he's working on that he doesn't have the bandwidth for it, oh. but he wants to get into DJing. No, I listen, first of all, let me clarify. I'm not getting into DJing. I used to be... Yeah. I used to DJ. I'm yeah. getting when I'm, you were 14. I'm revitalizing an old hobby, an old passion, even. I think that there, it, it will be very interesting to see whether it looks desperate or. Cool. <laughs> I, it could go. It could go either way, uh-huh. and I think we'll just have to see. Yeah, it's obviously going to be a little bit of both. The fact that you even put it into those dichotomous terms means that your first instinct is yikes, desperate. No, I think, look, when anybody who's successful at something starts, because you see this a lot, right? Like good good comics being like, I'm painting now, and it's like, what's going? There's a malevolent energy to that a lot yeah, of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if they're self-aware about it, if you make enough jokes about it, I feel like maybe the DJ thing turns out cool. You're saying I'm basically like one of these comedians from the generation before me who plays electric guitar now. You want, No, I'm not saying you're like that. I'm saying there's a possibility we're, we're inching towards that, I mm-hmm, think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing it in the house, I think, Natasha, you're objecting to the wrong parts. Doing it in the house is probably the thing that saves this. I, I get what you're saying, Kayla, but I don't like how those like DJ stands look. Oh, this and is aesthetic for you. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is. <Yeah. laughs> it's a like, beautiful house. I can see. Well, I don't want to walk in on him like doing it. You know, like it's bad enough walking in on him doing the um, Oculus exercising, like karate chopping with <laughs> Oculus on. <laughs> But like, and like all sweating in his underwear, but then like walking into him also maybe DJing in his underwear. Like, I just don't know if I could, mm. if, if our marriage could sustain that. Caleb, I feel like you kind of are like, you're being nice because you're at my house. And <laughs> no, and that, I would and, never do that. No. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a nice, I think I'm very fair and okay. I'm trying to keep it real with you. I just feel like it could be kind of cool. Like I get, it's Why a, don't you start meditating? Do you need like a mantra? It is meditation. For me. Oh, Moshe. Oh, <laughs> I lost you? <laughs> I, lost I don't you? know. I don't know about that. It is meditating. Well, well, okay, what is meditation? I'm never, I've never been very good at meditating. What is meditation other than a something that you do in order to turn your brain off, right? I thought that's what surfing was for you. Surfing is, a part, is that for me? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And you surf like five times a week. Yeah, I'm trying to... So you want to also DJ? I want to surf the 4-4 beats of, um, of Disco House. Caleb, I think you guys have had a beautiful marriage. Yeah. I think, look, you've got a beautiful kid out of it. The dogs are wonderful. I think, you know. R- risk it. Wrap it up. I, wrap it up. <laughs> Get out while the getting's good. <laughs> Move on. It would be really sad if I bought a DJ controller 
I move it in and I see that you're packing in the other room. I'm like, honey, where are you going? And I'm helping her pack. Like, yeah. Why is Caleb here? I'm Why part of it. You've got like a, a big rig moving truck dude, with your face on it. Like you want a moving thing? That's your DJing, right? I'm strapping on one of those back things. Yeah, I move. I w- did want to ask you, Caleb, if you, um, you're considerably younger than us, but if you had a midlife crisis, what what would you be resurrected? You're treating him like he's young Shirley Temple. How let old him, is he? Let him go. Natasha, let him go. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shirley Temple. No, I'm trying to say, when, what would be the thing that you that you would revitalize in a midlife crisis? Can, is there is there anything that you used to do when you were when you were a teen coming up that you that is equivalent to this? No, I didn't do anything cool. I, when I was a teenager, I wasn't like playing instruments or do, I was like doing like student council meetings. That uh-huh. was like, so there's nothing like, maybe I would go to, I, well, I know if I quit comedy, I would go to grad school. That, In? I loved school. Do what? In what? Oh God, maybe um, communication or like politics, something just purely to go teach. It doesn't have to have practical. Uh, well, I was, I was asking if you, if you, I was asking a group of my comedian friends, if you could get, Let's say thirty mil. Well, what's your buyout? Just quit comedy forever. To quit comedy. What's your buyout? Well, you can't be involved in it at all. You can't be a public persona. You got to leave. Really? Yeah. What's your buyout now? Right today? Yeah. You're on the up and up. Things are going good for you. you got some buzz. You're going to make some good money. But what's your buyout to just you're out? It's uh, man. Some days it's. I, I would say average of all the good and bad days. I would say. Five million bucks. Five million? What? Oh, you're underselling yourself. I'll go no. do something else. You can't, but you can't live your whole life. You can't live like twenty more years with inflation on five million dollars, can you? Twenty more years? I got a lot more than twenty or years to live. Or thirty now. more years? <laughs> Tasha's like you're clocking out south no, of fifty. No, not you, babe. honey. I'm, I'm, I'm always, I'm always thinking about global warming. She really warming. doesn't think you're young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep saying how Tasha young you are. Keeps She's fighting like, me being young. No, I. You're feel a like, very old man. I feel like we have twenty years left. Oh, in life. In life. Oh, on Earth. Yes, For everybody. On Earth. Oh, yes. Okay. Wow. And artists don't retire. He doesn't want to. That's what I'm saying. Cash it all That's in. why this is a difficult question to answer because for people like us you'll be doing it for the rest of your life but what would you do you have a buyout no because i would because what no, no so matter I, what i mean i guess it would be fun to have a yacht so maybe like a if i could be a billionaire yeah then, billion dollars but then i would be bored on a yacht and then i wouldn't ever be able to express myself it feels kind of like a curse moshe yeah i agree that's why this is fun mm. i think if you're a billionaire on a yacht you'll find a way to express yourself <laughs> I think you'll get into your painter, you'll DJ, you'll do, you'll find something. Y- y- oh, I could, yacht. I could just like pivot. I, I could do something creative, just not comedy. Yacht related. Oh, wait, I already don't want to do comedy. Right. So you're- <laughs> 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 you mean like at stand up? I'd like to like not no, have, to, have go to go on the road anymore. No, you have to get out of the you're out of the entertainment okay. industry. That would be oh, hard. Okay. You're done. No more. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How much your buyout to try to make it as exclusively a drama actor and writer? <laughs> Starting oh. tomorrow. Oh, this is embarrassing. The number is, I would almost pay. Yeah. <laughs> I would love. You pay. I would love. <laughs> I really believe I'm going to win an Oscar. <laughs> and it's completely disgusting. I don't know what for. Wait, oh, you really do? In your, in, your, in your gut, you feel that someday there will be an Oscar coming to you? No, it is what I want, though. If I'm being earnest, I, I really, I'm like, when I think about like a career, I'm like, oh, man, to do something, like, I'm like, I want to do something. I want to do something that makes people cry, you know? Caleb, maybe you are younger than I thought. 
Wow. <laughs> I had an assistant. I had an assistant Please. who was like 23, and when she left, she she wrote me a card saying that I'll see her name in lights one day. Oh God, no! Oh, but I mean, this that's... is who I'm recalling for you. Sickening. <laughs> no, just... no, I'm just saying that you know it is a generational thing, maybe to let. But you probably will win an Oscar. I'll tell you that's, what I would that's write. That's the beautiful thing. I'll tell you what I would write if I left somebody that I was assisting for today. You'll see me on the dance floor someday. The, you'll see me above the dance above floor. Above the dance orchestrating floor. Orchestrating the vibe. Yep. No, see, Caleb, Gen X, it's very, like, self-deprecating. It's very, uh, what's what's the thing that people don't, oh, yeah, like, selling out. Like, that's not a concept anymore. Right, right, like, that is true. Like, we used to, like, be like, ew. Like, there's so much disdain from, like, when I was, you know, in high school and college, like, you know, think of who the artists are, like Kurt Cobain, Elliot Smith, like right. everyone's just like very like disdainful and no selling out. And now it's, and I'm not saying calling you a young, you, young people sell out. Sell, all. No, I'm Caleb, just saying it's a, to- it. it's a yeah. word. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a totally different mentality. I think you're making an interesting point. Like the, the hottest, the hottest artists of this generation are all like superstars that are leaning into superstarness, Kanye and Billie Eilish and, and Taylor Swift and people like that. I There's like no it. self effacement about financial success. I think celebrity is dead. Just period. I kind I of agree with you. It's yeah. over. These people are so boring. No one's into it anymore. Everyone also, there are like, every, there, are, there are people with like 10, 20, 30 million TikTok followers that are legitimately living like lavish lifestyles off of their TikTok presence and they're calling themselves artists, which is another conversation. And no one knows who they are. No, totally. Wait, so, fu- so, so who knows who they are? They're people. They're, they're fans. They're TikTok followers. But, but isn't thirty? So then, how are you not a celebrity if you have thirty million fans? I, but I'm saying, look, okay. So there used to be. What I'm saying is the the version of celebrity where like you're like '90s Brad Pitt, right? Like where it's like this is like every across age groups, across everything. Brad Pitt is that kind of celebrity. Sticking it to Susan Sarandon. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That kind of vibe. I that got kind you. of vibe. Yeah. Robbing Gina Davis. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, that's what I. Wait, no, Both you no, you fucked Gina Davis. You fucked Gina Davis. You, Sorry. But you stick it to Susan Sarandon. Stick it to Susan Sarandon. You kick your cowboy boots off. And you, you stick you, it to both of them. Put a stogie in your mouth and pull your cowboy hat just a little bit. He was so hot in that movie. He was very hot Please. in that movie. We just watched that, actually. Yeah, so, so that guy. The, the, there are 50 of him now. Right. And there was not 50 of him then. That's what I'm saying is it's been diluted so much mm. that it's dead. It's over. It's we boring were, we, I was so laughing with a friend recently who's good good friends with like a YouTube guy who's also a legit stand-up not he isn't known at all for that but in but he's in fact funny on stage he's yeah. a good comedian yeah and he we were talking about him like doing a like a comedy central special like he's one of these people he's got a big following but nobody knows who he is but he is in fact a good stand-up yeah. and we're talking about him trying to do an hour special and like where could he shop where could he sell it could he sell it to comedy central or hbo or YouTube. and then the truth that's he? what i'm saying is this guy could he wants that but what he could do is literally set up a camera at a comedy club right. that he sells out in like 20 minutes, record himself, put it on YouTube, make five times the amount of money that he would ever make from any of these uh, streaming platforms because he's already got he already has the thing that that HBO special would give to the aspiring comedian. Yeah, business wise, you don't sell that. Right. You produce it yourself and put it out yourself and but then, then you retain all of it. But then all of the same, you know, two million people that already like you watch you and nothing changes. Well, I think also beyond expanding viewership, people who have less traditional routes, like people who are very like internet era, like famous, really still crave a lot of them because I'm friends with a lot of these people 
and they they crave like traditional media validation. Right. I right. That's what I was going to ask you. Like the people who are making all this money with having twenty million TikTok followers, is it shameful because it's like? Oh, their art is kind of garbage. <laughs> like they weren't in Thelma and Louise. They were like sometimes, but I think even bigger than shame, it's every every conversation is about in game. Like, what mm. are you? What do you? How are you? What do you? How much the of Samuel this? Beckett play? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Correct. guys. Huh? Thank you. Yeah. Well, folks, this was awesome. <laughs> You're not gonna leave. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like um, they know that the ad, the every everything is ad revenue for them, and right. that's all based on attention, and that will dry up. And so it's like, what am I gonna invest in that'll keep? Like, what's my? Oh, income? so there's a self awareness that what they are experiencing Wait, so, is temporary but what is their their end game like okay well i gotta start flipping houses or get into like yeah. or nfts because this is gonna end oh because i see if you're if you're a celebrity hopefully you're you have an art or a talent that you've been working on and a craft and you're just gonna keep working on it whereas theirs thing is like a flash kind of well that's yeah it's that uh everything is based on ad revenue based on how much attention you have right now so like there are a lot of people who were right. big on vine they were very intentional about like, let me make sure this is translating to YouTube because YouTube has lasted longer than Vine. Mm -hmm. And then it did outlast Vine. Mm. And those people transitioned a lot of that into TikTok. And now they're always trying to find like, what's the thing that's going to beat this one out so that I have print media. So, so they want to keep newspapers. doing newspapers. Gannett, that's yeah. right. They want to keep doing these videos of like, you know, the order of mason jars and what yeah. looks better or whatever <laughs> yeah. are, are the dances, but maybe on a different platform or pouring. Yeah. Or pouring like they're okay. They're getting $20 million a year to do to, you know, be like, I love Colgate toothpaste or whatever the fuck putting that into like, yeah, rental properties or NFTs or whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah, <that> makes sense. <laughs> Becoming landlords. I actually think landlords are supposed to be awesome, right? Like speaking of, of young people's <laughs> perception, young people are really loving the land, the landlord boat. I've cooled off on talking about it as I get closer <laughs> to it being a reality for me. <laughs> I used to talk so much, and now when people bring up landlords, I'm like, yeah, it's complicated. No, Moving yeah, on. yeah, no, that that what that means is, yeah, I've become successful, and I've just put a down payment <laughs> on, on yeah. a fourplex. When people try to get me to talk shit on landlords, now I'm like, I don't know, I don't really like negativity. Yeah, yeah, I don't like negativity, but you know what I do like is the Elysian Heights neighborhood of Los Angeles. <laughs> I think Boyle Heights is fascinating. Um, Moshe, we should take some calls. Let's do people it. People are waiting. Caleb, you've given us great insight uh, about the the uh, long term entrepreneurial plan of the vine generation let's see should we have more as 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 club comedians and a successful podcast host should we have like an end game what's our end game uh, my, that is a great question what's your end you, what's i have your a pitch for you guys that i brought with me oh great i'll do it later when we're not on uh, the pod my end game okay. what is my end game make enough money to be able to enjoy myself when things dry up and just keep surfing and ex enjoying my life and my wife and my kid and have fun make enough money so that when things dry up i don't ever want to be desperate like oh my god how do i pay the bills but other than that i'm i'm just like i just want to enjoy myself okay. all i want to do is drop a fat four four beat like a slamming techno <laughs> track you know that's all that's my end game also here's another reason caleb and then we'll take a call i don't want i don't want to model to our child that that's something Dude, like a career that she should go into or something that could be great for her actually if she becomes one of these really well-paid djs that could be awesome she could take care of us i do that's think of all this this TikTok stuff in a different way having a kid because i'm like i don't want i want to shield her from don't that. get her on there yeah. get her exposed <laughs> Let her learn the tr the the only way out is through. <laughs> get her into it now. She the only way presence. to get her to property ownership she, is through the TikTok portal. She, if you want her at twenty to own a multi-use building in a hot neighborhood, 
<laughs> you need to get her a presence on TikTok now. Well, you know what's so sad about it is I'm so anti-tech. And like when she opens up a computer, it's like, oh, like she just like she just loves it. Like the phone, it's got like this like vibration, like she's vibrating towards it in a way like she just knows how to type almost like it, she doesn't. But it, she just looks so natural. And I just know it's her destiny. <laughs> Right. But I'm just like trying to like block it, I guess. With, I just like, wish there was a way to lo-fi stuff. I wish there was a way to combine new technology with like one of the old arts, like literature or music. Like, oh, music. If there's a way to combine <laughs> technology and music into. Okay, let's do a call. Hey, Natasha. Yeah, yeah, Mosh. How you going? I'm going good. I wanted to tell you a little something about KiwiCow. KiwiCow. It's defining the future of play by making it engaging, enriching, and seriously fun. I mean, this is an actual product that our child uses. It's a little box that comes to your kid filled with educational toys, these books about Kellen the koala. And it's, it's great for dads because like, if you have to put your um, the man in your life in charge of the child or mm-hmm. whoever is the father figure... They can just open a box from KiwiCo. Yeah, and then they just do that for an hour, and it's it's so cute, and she loves it. It's awesome. There's these little boxes that come delivered to your door. They have hands-on experiences that will spark curiosity and inspire creativity and all kinds of stuff you can learn. Engineering, mechanics behind everyday objects, science, chemistry, cooking, geography, culture, and new cultures, brand new art and design techniques. It's all through these really fun hands-on products. And you'll be surprised at how high quality the materials are, too. You're not going to have a bunch of crap on your cabinets and on your counter and, and with all of your husband's crap no these are real engineering science and art projects for children and what's cool is once they start coming your kid starts to get excited about them and when they arrive they get really excited to pop them open and have a good time so redefine learning with play explore hands-on projects that build creative confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo you can get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code honeymoon at KiwiCo.com that's 50% off your first month at K-I-W-I-C-O.com promo code honeymoon hey Tosh yeah, Mush. Would you say you like going shopping for clothes? I hate it so much. Well, I have news for you. Stitch Fix has you covered. You can say goodbye to the endless browsing and hello to fresh picks curated for your taste and your size. Style icons don't do it alone and neither should you. If you need a hand finding pieces that make you look good, then Stitch Fix has you covered. It's basically like hiring one of these fancy stylists, but it's all online and you send in what you're into. You tell them what you like and they will just send assign a stylist to you and they'll send you five pieces that fit your style, size and price range with no subscription required. Keep what you like and return the rest. It's the easy way to get items that are just right for you from brands you know and trust like Madewell and Sanctuary. It's time to get looks that are so you. So get started today by filling out your freestyle quiz at stitchfix.com slash honeymoon and take advantage of free shipping and returns. That's stitchfix.com slash honeymoon to try Stitch Fix. That's stitchfix.com slash honeymoon. Okay, now we're going to call Ian in Charlottesville, Virginia. Hello? Hi, Ian. It's Moshe Kasher, Natasha Legero, and, and we're here with our friend Caleb Heron. Hi. Hello. Oh, Hello. Hey. Hey. <laughs> What's going on? How can we help? So I am in a uh, six-month long-distance relationship, healthiest relationship I've ever been in. We actually went to high school together, and we were reconnected years later. 
um, we're starting to get into the phase of life where um, we want to be closer into town. Um, so there's three possibilities. Either she's going to move uh, to my town. Uh, or I'm going to move to Utah. She's going to come with me or she doesn't get or she doesn't get a job. And we continue doing distance. Um, the one, if we continue doing distance, I, I know what that looks like. I know what life like is that. And I could do another year of that. We've talked about that already. Um, but with becoming closer together and being the same uh, area of life in the same town, I'm starting to worry about like, what if we're not as compatible in the same town? What is the routines going to look like? What if expectations are different uh, then versus now and time spent and just kind of, trying to focus on the good and enjoy the relationship but then working on the hypothetical and kind of how to not worry so much about that. Got it. I think I got it. Are, are There's a lot of strategizing going on. Yeah, right. What's up with the Hold on. Are you in the are what Char, are you in the Charlottesville that was in the news cycle? Yeah, uh, okay. I'm going like to say Utah. I'm going to say Utah. I'm going to recommend Utah. <laughs> Time to go yeah. to Utah. Yeah, risk it all. Yeah, I would say roll okay, the bones so, on Utah. Charlottesville is very liberal. Uh, well, most people don't realize everyone out there with tiki torches were the south, uh, southern areas below us, thankfully. Oh, th- those are my, th- those are the people I'm trying to replace, to be honest. <laughs> and wait, so, okay, why would, why, why Utah? Tell me that first. And where does this person live? So, so she currently lives in Kentucky. Okay. Um, That's also, you about, think, a very liberal place, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. We can go with that. <laughs> Um, so Utah, I'd come for for right now is Pentagon. Um, I won't go too much into it, but I'm in the defense contract, contracting business and, um, the work-life balance is fantastic and I like to travel and I get a lot of time off and, um, a lot of great benefits if we were to get, uh, hitched down the line and, um, really just like what I do. Are either She's of you Mormon? Counselor, so they <laughs> kind of work every, No. All right. No. Utah's a bust, my friend. <laughs> Utah's it. cool. Utah's Caleb. a bust if you're not Mormon. I'm sorry to say it. It really is. I love Utah. You can't even show your shoulders at the mall. <laughs> There's this undertones of religion, like really like Utah's a, cool. But like Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City, that's like, what I'm talking about. Wait, Ian, I'm I'm so sorry. I have to take it back a second. Yeah. You work as a defense contractor or she does? <laughs> I do. I do. Well, okay. that's cool. So you're like a gun you're like a gun runner. No. Um, I'm, it's, uh, you should I'm, maybe move to Abu I'm, Dhabi I'm very, or something <laughs> like that. I, no, I'm, I'm, it's funny. I'm, 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 I don't anyone I've worked with will listen to this. Uh, I'm very liberal, but mm. so I definitely have conflicting values of what I do versus my political oh, views. Oh, why? Sure, right. Um, you know, because probably what I do is probably led the deaths of people. So that's maybe like a moral conflict. <laughs> yeah, you know, the I truth is you're asking advice on the wrong subject, my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ian, Ian, if you if you love her, you got to go all in. You got to go. You got to risk it all. You got to move. You got to move somewhere together. I can't believe Virginia, Kentucky and Utah are the options. But, <laughs> I mean, okay. but hey, brother, okay. you got to go. <laughs> so, Cash in. So you. So the ultimate end goal is Washington. Um, of course, but Washington State. But uh, oh. with school council, school counseling licenses are weird. Only certain states that she can practice in with a certain amount of experience. So Virginia and Utah actually just kind of work out where she could work uh, now. And like mm-hmm. two or three years, she could go to Washington, or, and her licenses would transfer just fine. I just had a curiosity: Would you be able to? sell like warheads from washington as well i just want to make sure you're taken care of 
Uh, I mean, if we go to Washington, I would, I'd be okay without leaving. I'd be okay leaving my company and do something a little different. Oh um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Don't make any rash decisions. I mean, I'm just wondering if you could get, if you could be in the kind of like, um, you know, the Everett area or like up by Evergreen state and you could still be able to sell like, uh, you know, a plastic explosive or like any kind of like a detonating mines or anything like that. Like I just, I want to make sure you're okay. I think if you move well, to Washington State, though, maybe just prepare to tell people you're a teacher. <laughs> leave, leave the leave the body seeking drone piece of it out. Also, um, have you not that idea? Have you considered all the seasons? Where when is it? Which one's nicer? Uh, so I mean, Utah and Washington are both very beautiful. I mean, ultimately, like we want to end out uh, end of west anywhere, basically by California. No offense. Right. Well, we're we're in the middle of a crazy crime um, surge here. Like, if I walk out in the street in Los Angeles, over fifty gang members will immediately attack me, take my car, take the rims off, and just leave me stranded. So I understand why you don't want to be here. Plus, my tax rate right now is ninety nine percent. Kind of crazy that you're you're like selling guns for infidels. Complicated, but coming to California, there's a hard binary. Line. binary. Yeah. Oof. Okay, we're not answering your question. So what your question really was was not where should you live, but how should you live in the moment. Uh, of a long distance relationship while you're making all these plans. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I have a question. Have you been in a long distance relationship before? So, yes, I, I, I did one in college for a little bit and quickly ended that because I realized that was terrible. Um, and then I've done one for a couple months uh, a few years ago. And this is the only one where it's like mm. it sticks because we've, I mean, before. Before we even got this, we really discussed like love languages and our needs and our communication. Yours are heat seeking, correct? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, what's his name? Uh, Ian. Uh, Ian. Um, hey, Ian. And so, if anything, it's if anything, I do. He, yes. You need to talk to this person who you're in the relationship with. But he, yeah, he's yeah. calling us to figure out what to say. Okay, I, I'm just saying, like. I think that you guys will come up with it together. You know, you... I don't think she should be part of the decision. <laughs> I think leave her out of I it. I just think she might. Yeah, I mean, I just think that it's. It well, would yeah, be... I, see, I already tried that. That's why I'm here. So, what okay. is it exactly that you're it's trying to fi- to I figure know. out? Well, what's the answer that you're trying to figure out? How how to make a, a, the next step in this relationship that is long distance? Yeah, and w- without doing so, where I jeopard like I self sabotage. I, have a, I hot, have a history of. I have a take. What's up? I got a take. Okay. Well, you right. not only have a history of self sabotage, but also of sabotaging sort of uh, South <laughs> American nations. nations. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's my take. Um, you get one long distance relationship in your life, and then mm-hmm. you have a pathology. After the first, you now have a pathology, which is. Uh, maybe not true for you. It was true for me. Long distance relationships for me were always about having the intensity of the relationship without any of the like dirty, boring, worky kind of like difficult parts of like being with a person day to day, watching them judge your decision to start uh, embracing a creative passion that you've had for over 20 years. Like, uh, so here's my take. I'm not saying because it's a pathology, you shouldn't be in it. I'm saying your goal, your target to use language that you'll understand um, should be getting together in like like uh, that should be the goal no matter what you have to move yeah. to the same place ASAP to or M O uh, A B mother of all bombs uh, I mean a, as soon as possible 
And a big thing too is like we've gotten definitely gotten to spend more time together than most long distance couples because well, again I can uh, I can nuke other countries long distance. <laughs> okay, um, he's, he's leaning into the the humor. All right, Ian. <laughs> so so uh, I mean I've worked remote two weeks and spent two weeks throughout the time and we kind of live day to day nitty gritty like it's not all good um, just kind of like learning how to give each other space and all that. So but you're going back to saying like. <laughs> When you're in that space and not everything is always intense, you're day to day and you're living with each other and you're um, really like together in those moments, whether it's good or bad. Um, I have we haven't experienced that and extended period of time that makes me nervous. Ian, I, I want to say something earlier. My take was going to be go all in, do whatever it takes to be together. After hearing that your lesson from the 14 days was that we learned how to give each other space, I'm going to say, <laughs> cut your losses, brother. Get out of this now. It's not going to work. To be fair, Caleb gave us this exact <laughs> advice when he sat down. I'm sabotaging heterosexual couples left and right. Um, I, that, my take is, uh, I, I, is, is that. Forget everything. Like I get it. You've, you've, you do feel like this is more serious than, than a long-distance relationship that is just an illusion to create the, the, the veneer yeah. of intimacy. I get it. I believe you. This is a real relationship. It's good. The next step in your relationship is to find a way to live in, together or in the same city no matter what. It has to stop being okay. long-distance. That's my real have, hot take. I have a hotter take. Oh, hot, hot it up. If you are... All right, maybe I'm wrong, but I think that if you're in a, a long-distance relationship... Um, it's not really a real relationship. That's kind of <laughs> kind of what I'm saying. Especially if you don't have like an a, like a like I could see being in one like for example, Moshe went to Italy for four months, and like we you know I went to Italy twice then, and yeah. you know I got to see Italy, but it was like you know a month away from him. <clears throat> anyway, it was like, but it was he was coming back, you know, like long distance and that kind of, or if you like both work. I get it, but you have this stability or you have like a very clear end goal. Like, I don't know. I don't, it doesn't quite feel yeah. real to me. No, Sorry. I'm with Natasha. I mean, I mean what we spend, I mean, again, it is long distance. We live in the same town, but we spend two weeks together out of the month. Like I, I'll go there for yeah. two weeks. Or I'm with you. It's now, it's lot. now time. I, oh, I, I think that it's between what Natasha's, well, actually it's yeah. between what Caleb's saying, which is, Get out Got while it. you still can. Got it. Or, or Natasha, what Natasha's saying, this is fake. I'm saying I don't think it's fake, but it's not fully real yet. And it won't fully be yeah. real until you guys are living in the same city for a long time. And not also maybe you'll yeah. pick the wrong city. Maybe you guys go to Utah and you like it for a couple of years. And that, you know, like, I think it's about like the romance of, of uh, you know, going somewhere together and starting your life together, which really is what a long distance relationship should be leading towards. If it's worth you taking yourself off the market yeah, right. to be like waiting for someone. Yeah. You know? Like your advice. Cause was every night you want to go out, right? Like they're never around. So what are you supposed to do? Your advice was how to avoid yeah. future tripping and self-sabotaging by thinking too much about it. I'm actually saying the opposite. You should, that should be your next goal. You really should plan it out, plan it out. You know, plan it out much the way a, a warlord in in some some countries that you might contract with would. You know, see that if you don't if you don't build up your arsenal, that eventually you'll become vulnerable and the thing will collapse and you won't be able. Oh, yeah, to- and and I'm like I'm, we're working on it now. She's had job interviews here, and I had job interviews in Utah. So we we have definitely a, a end goal in sight. The I guess the the nuclear option we'll say is don't um, say. Ian. me having to move, move the. Uh, bleep that maybe i don't know we'll um, bleep, go bleep, to kentucky bleep. 
um, and just work there and just settle there until we can find jobs elsewhere and I can work remotely. You need to get out of your head. You mm-hmm. need to take some risks and you need to defer to your partner. I love that. Okay. Natasha's got Fated it. Fated to doom, I think, is <laughs> would be Fated my... Mm-hmm. I think you got to get out, brother. Who She's holding you, you back. <laughs> who hurt, Buddy, who hurt yeah, you, Caleb? Who I'm hurt helping the, you from getting hurt. Who hurt the people of the Indus Valley? You did by selling <laughs> those bombs. All right. Uh, good luck to you, by the way. And I think Natasha's totally right. Take some risks. I love that. What did you say again, Natasha? I forgot. Take some risks. Listen to your... Defer to your partner and get out of your head. That's it. Yeah, he's so like, and then if I do this and then two months later, then, you know, like that's not where, that's not where like the the love of your relationship is at. You guys need to spend more time with each other. I can tell you're a very analytical guy and you're trying to solve this thing that is a matter of the heart through analysis. And I think Natasha's right. You got to just like leap a little bit. You know what I mean? You just got to press launch. I have that engineer brain for sure. Totally. And and keep it up at work, King. (laughs) Yeah. And by the way, thank you for protecting us. Thank you for your service. Yeah, thank you for that. For real. Okay, bye. (laughs) You've hey, gotten enough question. from us. Just question. Can, just, just, just in case, can you guys send me your geological... Uh, no, absolutely not. In fact, right cut now? the connection, cut Laura. This. Cut this quickly. <laughs> 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 All right. Bye, Ian. <laughs> bye, guys. Thank you. Bye. Caleb, you ready to do another call? I'm so excited. Awesome. We're going to call Katie. Sorry, Jamie in Denver. Hi. How's it going? It's Natasha and Moshe and our friend Caleb Heron. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. It's so cool to see to be here with another Gryffindor. How are you? (laughs) Get it? I'm good. How are you? You get it? It's a Harry Potter reference. Now, what's happening? How are you doing? I'm okay. How are you? Oh, we're just fine. We're just fine. How can we help? What's going on? Um, So my situation is about a year and a half ago, I started dating my neighbor. When I say neighbor, I mean our apartments are like 10 feet away from our kitchen space each other so we can see everything. And then (laughs) he kind of just broke up with me without any explanation. Oh, wow. And then a week after, started dating someone new. And you can tell because you see them. And I kind of have to see everything. You can like see them fricasseeing chicken together from across the kitchen. Damn. Yes. Oh, that's brutal. <laughs> Basically. Oof. It's pretty bad. Um, and so I just kind of need advice on how to like get over it, even though I can see everything. Mm. And also. What, what can you. Oh, go, go was, ahead. Like, go ahead. Oh, well, I just had a second question. It was just he was my first like love. And I don't know how to stop thinking he's like the end all be all. The only person I'm ever going to connect with. Ah, got interesting. Got the it. second question is very hard. The first question, like, what can you see exactly? Like, you just need to hang up some curtains. Like, you need to just <laughs> block it. No, this I is know. a drapes problem. <laughs> Spray paint. I've tried that. I've tried just shutting my blinds and trying not to be in my kitchen at certain times. Well, but can I, I also, can I ask like, you a practical? Can I ask you a practical question? Yes. How how uh, financially stable are you? Um, are you going to ask if I can move? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you made the decision to start having an affair with a man that lives four feet away from your bed. <laughs> so now that you, you you had to know going into it that some relationships end and now you're living like so close, you can feel the pounding of him and his new lover. Like maybe think about maybe going to a different place so you don't have to be reminded every day as you work through your heartache. You know, what, what do you think of that? <laughs> 
I've considered it, but I do have a lease. Mm -hmm. And so if I want to move out, I have to pay for the rest of the year in full in order to like break the lease. You could decide that you're moving out at the break at the end of your lease and have that kind of as a goal to work towards. And just like I said, put up some better curtains. She's like, it's a 12 year (laughs) lease. I send it. (laughs) Did I made a deal with the devil? (laughs) Caleb, any thoughts? Yeah, Yeah, Jamie, I want to, I want to address the, the only person you're going to connect with peace. It's impossible Mm -hmm. that the guy who lives across from you is the only person you're going to connect with. (laughs) I have to say, it's just not possible. I've been where you've been. You're so cute. Mm-hmm. I can tell you have a good energy. The a practical piece of advice, write down, and I do this tonight, I mean it, write down everything he ever did or said that you disliked, everything about him that's unlikable, mm-hmm. and every time you see him and you're like, oh man, wouldn't that be, just read the list. What That is so good. That's like the petty, uh, the petty handbook to- You'll uh, hate him by the end of the week. I mean, it is really good. is, it's nice. No, I put would, it in your kitchen drawer. So when you're like doing the silverware, you know, you yeah. totally. like, <laughs> I didn't even think about what Caleb is saying, because what I my immediate reaction to, to you saying you, you wonder if this is your, you, the only person you'll ever connect with was that's possible if you are the the one person on Earth who is only capable of ever connecting with the first person they ever connect with. Like you would be in such a unique phase of humanity because you have to know that people walking through the world have multiple loves and multiple connections and you would be uniquely unlucky if the, if you happen to be the one person that could never get over the first person. But I didn't even think about what Caleb was saying. What are the odds that the person that lives across the hall it's just not looking was good. your star faded destiny lover that you'll never the numbers have. aren't there. No, they are, the numbers the are math not is there. horrible on it, Jamie. And additionally, I think in that silverware drawer where you have your little list of everything gross that he's done and everything that you hate about him and everything dummies ever said, you should just make a list and you can keep adding to it of all your amazing qualities. And I think that, you know, as you mature and date a little more you know you're gonna kind of like it's really good to keep in mind like who you are and what you want and mm. i think that you can kind of weed people out and it's good to have people like this because they teach you so much you know? and, and and jamie in that same drawer next to those two lists you should have a handgun <laughs> <laughs> and if you ever feel like you just can't get over it you should go over there and do something no <laughs> what you should have in there is your is your your wand that you that you bought right before you entered Hogwarts and you grab that thing <laughs> whenever you need a little pick-me-up, you know, you just say Lumos and light will come to you even in the darkest of places. But here's my, um, my, uh, my other thought. You were saying, mm-hmm. what if this is the, the, per- the only person you ever connect with and he seems like the, 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 one, you know, the one connection. Like You said also, though, that he broke up with you without much explanation, right? Right. Don't you think that the one person you could ever connect with on a love l- level wouldn't be the kind of person that would break up with you and never explain why. Don't you think a person like you would probably have your real deep love connection Mm -hmm. be with somebody that treats you with the kind of respect and uh, consideration where they would at least, if they were going to break up with you, have a conversation with you? I mean, yeah, but it's kind of slim pickings. It's not slim pickings. I know we're not supposed to mention the city you live in, but there's more than the guy that lives across the hallway from you that lives there. Jamie, Jamie, can I ask how old you are? I'm 26. 
Come on, sister. <laughs> you got so much time. You got so much time. This is good. This is good news. This is we're early in the game. Yeah. It's also very funny to think it's Slim Pickens when literally the only man you've ever connected with is your next door neighbor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, it's Slim Pickens because you got um, slim vision. You got to look outside. And you know what? Here's what I don't like about this guy. He seems kind of like a jerk and he could like. He could break up with this girl and then come try to have sex with you again. And it's like, do you want that? She's like, yes. I, well, I don't know. I mean, he just seems like a bad guy because he's like flaunting his, you know. I don't he, like he, him, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he's a bad guy, but I don't like that he didn't communicate with you and that he doesn't care that he's got this new girlfriend. So I'm just saying no, he's kind of, it's kind of a danger zone yeah, there. Yeah, putting him in perspective, like, okay, let's say he didn't want to be with you anymore. That's, that's okay. I mean, people are allowed to not want to be with people anymore. But he wasn't unaware that his new that every rhythm every bump with his new lover was going to be literally heard by you so with those kind of circumstances the right considerate kind thing to do would be to talk to the i mean in any circumstances it would be to talk to the person but especially when it's like you literally are staring at each other like rear window which was a movie that you probably haven't seen, but it, you, you Never know, even heard of. you should check it out because it really applies <laughs> to your situation. She's like, "Fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, so I, yeah, I think there's the 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 second thought. You know, my old AA sponsor used to say, uh, "That's a movie playing in your head. Uh, you can watch, but feel free to ignore it because it's just a movie. It's fake. It's just something that you're just you this fucking." narrative that you've constructed where you're sitting at home knitting in your apartment while the great love of your life brings lover after lover in and out i mean it's just like that's ridiculous and you know it you know that that's not true somewhere inside you know it's not true yeah me do make the list get your gun (laughs) (laughs) you're too cute and sweet you are you're cool fuck that guy there's so many (laughs) fun people that you're going to be able to meet and you're going to look you're going to barely remember this guy someday i that i can almost guarantee you'll barely you'll be like yeah there was some weird guy that lived in my building that i thought i was in love with i don't know what i was thinking anyway and then you'll put that red ball in your mouth and five guys will come in and just (laughs) ring you it'll be awesome all right good luck honey Okay, thank you. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Be strong. Expelleramus. <laughs> Love you lots, girl. She was cute. I felt a connection with her. <laughs> you should have volunteered <laughs> to move to whatever city it was that she lives in. Did we help her at all? I hope so. We gave her great advice. I mean, she was... That's classic. She's like so sprung on him. Like, that, how is she going to get out of that? That's classic love delusion. You just have to like... Shat. I mean, I thought what Caleb said was great. Like, this is not a good person. Make a list. Or maybe he's a fine person, but he is inconsiderate. Make a list and look. I used to know this German woman, and she was like, just imagine him shitting his pants. Every time you think of him, just imagine him with diapers on, just shitting. She said that's how you got rid of... But I th- negative thoughts Wasn't about she them. a dominatrix? Yeah. <laughs> I think she would be into that. That'd be hot. Yeah. The, it, is, it is so funny to me, though, to think that the person who lives across from you is just it. Oh, that was such a great <laughs> insight. That's the biggest. That'd be, that'd be crazy. Well, but be cr- maybe they have like a. Re- well, then wouldn't you think, though? Oh, it's it's meant to be. Right, right. That kind of narrative is very difficult when you've decided, when you have some. It's idea, romantic. Right. You have some romantic idea in your mind, like you've created meaning where there really is none, you know? But yeah. That, I do this I, once a week with somebody. Yeah. Once a week I'm doing this. I'm like, oh my God, the fact that we met at a. A house party at 2 a.m. and I didn't really want to be there. This is oh, and this then it's fate. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, Caleb, fun, 
very fun. It is fun to play those kind. Yeah, it's definitely fun to play those. But then you can get stuck in them. Then you, you know? get stuck watching the other him fuck some other girl from your kitchen. I mean, that is brutal to go through a Close heartbreak. The blinds. I didn't understand honestly when she said, "I've tried the blinds." I'm like, "Try again, babe." <laughs> Close the fucking blinds. Well, you need to like basically get a solution, you know, so you might need to hire someone to help you build a special rod or I don't know if they're, if she can't figure it out, you have to like. I mean, honestly, she should move. It's like find somebody to take over for your lease and pay if, if she has the money. Not everybody has the financial ability to move on a dime, but if she has the money to do it, get the fuck. Why avoid the deliberate manufacture of misery? Get out. Why would you constantly be walking by this person that's like a rip? a scab open every time you come home and if you don't have the money to move you shouldn't have been dating that's so true <laughs> if you're broke you should stay single no actually caleb you're being funny but the truth is that's not if you true. don't have no <laughs> wait no he's being funny what i'm saying is if you don't have the money to move don't oh, fuck the guy next don't door, <laughs> the guy next door. <laughs> that's the one fair. guy Careful. he's not only not the lo- the one that she was meant to be with he's the only one she shouldn't have been honey, with. honey you don't have fuck the guy next door money <laughs> <laughs> That's what it comes down to. That's what it all comes down to. All right. Let's listen to a couple secrets and then we'll say goodnight. Basically, people call us and leave their deep, dark secrets on our voicemail. And uh, we just have some fun. Hey, Tosh. Yamush. I have a confession to make. Mm. I've been sleeping recently on a mattress that is not a Helix mattress. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, I desperately miss my Helix mattress. I'm tired of sleeping in a mattress that doesn't work for me. We've had it for four years and it really is the best mattress that we've had. No, it's awesome because we got one that was specific to our sleeping needs. I sleep on my stomach and a really soft mattress doesn't quite work for me. And so we got a Helix one and it made a lot of my back issues go away. Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preference to the perfect mattress for you. Why would you buy a mattress made for someone else? With Helix, you're getting a mattress that you know will be perfect for the way you sleep. Everybody's unique and Helix knows that. So they have several different mattresses to choose from. Soft, medium, and firm. Mattress is great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. Mattress is great for spinal alignment to prevent morning aches and pains and even a Helix Plus mattress for plus-sized sleepers. So you just go to helixsleep.com slash honeymoon, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. And seriously, I love this mattress. It's so easy to set up. And I remember when I lived in New York, I had to get some like gross old mattress, and it was really sad, and it smelled like mothballs. I think it was like... I got it some antique mart. mart. Anyway, no, you don't want an antique mattress. You want a new like one. Not even expensive for how nice it is. You get it sent to your door. You pop it open, and in a few seconds, it inflates to this perfect foam loveliness. They've got a ten-year warranty, and you get to try it out for a hundred nights, risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will. Helix even has financing options if you can't afford it right now. They have fe- flexible. Play- they have flexible payment plans, so a great sleep is never far away. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash honeymoon. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. You know, on this episode, we talk about dating apps a lot. And have you ever been on a date and everything's going well? And then all of a sudden they say something and you're like, oh, I am actually going to leave the minute I can. Uh, no, that has never happened to me because I'm so cool. That is true. Why would that be applicable to you being cool? I'm talking about you going on a date with somebody else and you're like, you're not cool. Oh, maybe I'm lucky. 
Maybe you were lucky, but if you're anything like me, you've been on dates like that where they drop something and you're like, okay, no. Like they're like, you know, I'm not really into like showering per se. Well, the per se makes me grab my purse, a eh, and get the fuck out. Thanks to the dating app OkCupid, you may never be in that situation again because OkCupid finds people that you're most comfortable with. They're going to weed out the people that are going to make you want to die. Yep, here's how it works. The OkCupid app learns what's important to you by asking you questions. Then the app's one-of-a-kind algorithm pairs you with people that care about the things that you care about, like puppies or reproductive rights or vegan dining or anything you're into. They'll just make sure that you get matched with somebody that is into what you're into. It's time to find your person. Download the dating app OkCupid today. Hey, guys. uh, I got a secret for you. Um, When I was a senior in high school, I went with some friends to Puerto Vallarta for spring break. Uh Um, On the last night, I got separated from the group and was kind of wandering aimlessly up and down the strip looking for everybody. So it was pre-cell phone, so I couldn't get in touch with anybody. And I ran into this older guy um, who said he would help me find my friends who were kind of walking up and down the strip together. Uh, all of a sudden, out of the blue, he just starts talking about how horny he is. And, uh, again, 18, I was like, that's kind of weird. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm pretty horny, too. Um, and a few minutes later, he offered uh, – he asked if he could give me a blowjob. Um and I was just kind of in a go-with-the-flow mood, I guess. So I said, sure. Um, and we just went behind an alley somewhere, and he started giving me a blowjob. And then out of nowhere came the Mexican police in a pickup truck and arrested us and took us to jail. I was terrified. I didn't speak any English but luck- or any Spanish, but luckily my, my suitor did. So he was translating for me. Um, I had no idea if I'd ever get out, um, and I had to fly back to Michigan the next day. Uh, luckily, we did get out after a few hours um, with nothing. They just put us on a bus. We did end up taking all the money out of my wallet, which wasn't much. But I made it back to the resort where I was staying. Um, all my friends were there wondering what happened to me. I told them that I did get arrested, but I had to lie and say it was for dr- buying drugs, not getting a blowjob from another man in an alley. Um, I've never had a, a gay experience since or desired it, but for the longest time, I was very ashamed of this memory. Um, but up until recently, you know, now at this point, I just don't care that much. I think it's just an experience. Uh, but still, I have never told a soul until now. So that's my secret. You guys are never going to believe me, but I swear to God, I didn't want to interrupt the thing. The minute he started talking in my head, I said, this is a gay story. Oh, really? I knew it. <laughs> That's so crazy. I knew, and I'll tell you another thing, too. And I know this beyond a shadow of a doubt. That is not the first or last time he had his dick sucked by a guy. <laughs> He's lying? Zero percent chance. I mean, he, there is something for him to be ashamed of in that story, which is that he didn't, after they got released get finished off it just feels you like you gotta get capped off yeah, yeah get capped the guy got you out of prison with his translation skills i also like that he was just nonchalant like you know what yeah why not i mean that's part of Iarta. i like it though it's like he was opening himself to it you know well, yeah because he's gay <laughs> <laughs> not everyone who gets their dick sucked by a, a man in an alley is gay but this the, one was you're saying that based on the fact that you were able to attune the fact that it was a gay story 
I said, gayness uh, is incoming, and I was correct. <laughs> I mean, he was so positive, too. It'd be funny at the end. He was like, yeah, and the thing is that lately I've been processing it, and it's not, it's not something I'm ashamed of. It's just something that happened, something that I really hope eventually will happen again. And if <laughs> I do need to leave my wife. I do have four children, and I am living a lie. He called, it, he called the guy who was sucking his dick a suitor. <laughs> you ever heard something more gay than that? That's the gayest shit I've ever heard. My suitor? Okay, faggot. <laughs> oh, all right. Let's play another. Hey, guys. Um, Hold on. Stop it. So Is this gay? This one's not going to be gay. This one's not gay. Okay. It's going to be really sad, though. Okay. <laughs> uh, one time I was seeing two guys at one time, and neither one of them knew um, and one of them was suspicious of the other one, but he wasn't for sure. And on Valentine's Day, um, I went to one guy's house earlier that day, and he had gotten me a cookie cake for Valentine's Day, and that it said, Happy Valentine's Day, baby, written in icing on it. And then later that evening, I went to the other guy's house, and I took the cookie cake from the first guy and gave it to the second guy as my gift to him and we're spending the evening together we're cuddling and stuff and the first guy that gave me the cookie cake ended up he couldn't get a hold of me on the phone so he called my mom and my mom ratted me out told him where I was he showed up at the second guy's house there's a huge argument outside between me and the two guys and ultimately I'm not seeing either one of them anymore, obviously. But the whole time I was like, oh, my gosh, please let us not. I hope we don't take this fight inside because then he's going to see that I brought his cookie cake over to the other guy's house. And then the fight is just going to escalate so much worse. Anyways, that's my secret. I gave a gift, gifted cookie cake from one guy to another guy that I was also seeing. Okay, bye. Same day. I think that's a type like you want to have guys like brawling in your lawn <laughs> hey over you. Absolutely. And I think she kind of called to brag about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, this is like basics in love. And she shouldn't be bragging because it, it, the fact that this didn't end in her getting spit roasted <laughs> is actually so embarrassing. I know. It could it could have been better, but also I I felt bad for this guy because the 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 way he was expressing love and Valentine energy was so... Cook a cookie cutter. A cookie cake. Yeah, <laughs> like it's I, Happy Valentine's Day, baby. Like it's just so like a, a an alien figuring out like human mating rituals. A just cookie like cake. a cookie cake. Happy Valentine's Day, baby. <laughs> I just feel so bad for the guy. Such a simple man doing such a simple version of love, and then he walks in and the same day. And by the way, see what I do to my mom if she ever dimes me out like that. <laughs> yes. That's, I'll fight that bitch. What is going on with that? I mean, that, that is, is really crazy. Rude. Also, you were you were serious enough with that dude that he had mom's number? Right. <laughs> this right. is some diabolical shit. Yeah. You're, that is deep, deep shit. That, oh, disturbing. I bet you've had sex with two people in one day before. I've definitely had sex with two people in one day. That's very different. I, giving some a cook, cookie cake. Cookie cake. <laughs> cookie cake. <laughs> cookie cake is nuts, dog. Cookie cake is crazy. I once went out on a date. This is a bizarre story, but I once went on a. I used to. I went on a date with this girl. I used to have this sponsor in AA who he was very militaristic and would always tell. He always wanted to tell me what to do, and I had to tell him something every day about 
like I had to bring some call him every day and bring something up that was bothering me. And sometimes there would be nothing bothering me and it would be excruciating to talk to this guy. It was like, Is this vi- like a sponsor? It was a sponsor, but it was like this weird militaristic wing of AA that uh, at the I time I like it. I bet it helped you. At the t- well, it was right after my dad died and I was like really lost and I kinda like needed a big daddy to like kinda like tell me what to do or whatever. Sure. So I'm on the phone with him and it's like excruciating when uh, you know, like like he would like tell me I had to shave and stuff. It was very bizarre. But um <laughs> One day I was like trying to find something to talk to him about. I go, well, I guess there was this woman that asked me out, but like I'm not attracted to her. So I, I said no. And he was like leapt on it like a like a vulture on carrion. He was just like, he was like, oh, what, 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 what? Well, tell me about that. I go, I just, I'm not attracted to her. And he go, okay, well, how is your way working out for you romantically so far? And I go, I don't know, I guess bad. And he goes, you need to call that woman and tell her you'd be delighted to go out with her. And I just was like in this phase where I was like, okay, I'll do whatever this person tells me. And to she's do. sitting on the couch right next so- to her. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> so I, w- I went on a date with her and it was like one of the weirdest, most awkward dates I've ever been on. She kind of just like talked about converting to Jude Judaism for me like the entire time <laughs> and I was like so uncomfortable that I at the end of it I was like okay nice to meet you I left I got home and there was a bouquet of flowers in an M&M an M&M vase it was like the little M&M creatures and it was like a little note that was like think about my offer anyway uh, it was from her it was from her it reminded me of cookie cake because it was this <laughs> <laughs> just like looking at that vase I like uh, anyway, I stopped being with that spot. Not only that woman, I stopped fucking with that sponsor. She well. was down terrible. Oh, she wanted you bad. I, I mean, M&M, <laughs> the M&M vase. It wasn't oh. a bouquet of flowers. It was like an <sighs> M&M vase. I made my heart hurt. Oh, it was awful. It was brutal. She was down terrible. Down terrible. Down terrible. <laughs> All right, one more secret and we'll call it a night. Okay. Hi, Natasha. Hi, Moshe. Um, I have a secret. And it's that I'm obsessed with my husband's ex-wife. I don't hate her or anything. I just kind of want to pick her brain and always know what she's up to. It's just like, it's interesting. So I follow her closely on social media. Um, Recently, she made her Twitter account private. So I started a fake account using a friend's picture. And I'm gaining a reasonable following. And I think when the account is like six to eight months old, I'll request to follow her and I hope she says yes. Um, I just want to see like where she's working now and who she's dating. And my husband told me that she's a terrible cook. So I love looking at pictures of the food that she makes. Um, I just kind of miss that stuff. Also, I kind of want to see if her dog is dead yet so I can stop feeling guilty that my husband didn't get to keep the dog when they broke up. Um, but it was a terrible dog, so I'm glad we don't have it. Anyway, love you guys. Love the pod. Thanks. Chills. (laughs) (laughs) Chills. More disturbing than cookie cake. I mean, I just think that I did this. I used to do this. I've definitely broken into a boyfriend's diary. I read stuff. I misconstrued it. I was so upset. It like, it was a bad, it ended up being a bad relationship, but it was like, I, the way I understood it was so different than what it was. And, I was just like, I'll never go digging through a man's things again. Like, I just think like you should not. And I think that following someone like that, it's just like you have to mentally. I would want that. To, I would want that not in my life. What do you think? 
I think that if that voicemail went on for two more minutes, she would have admitted to having murdered someone before. <laughs> <laughs> this is a person who has a thirst for blood. <laughs> that is one of the most insane things I've ever heard. It felt like listening to a true crime documentary. <laughs> that is fucking psychotic. Get help, bitch. This podcast can't help you. No, but you, people people follow their husbands. This exes. is no, not what we're talking no, about. Caleb's about. right. That's not what we're talking about. You don't think she's just she like... She said, I want the dog dead. Well, she yeah. was kind of trying to be funny, I think. But she is like... She also created a Twitter account and allowed it to amass followers. To <laughs> she's the degree got a timeline. That, to the degree that it would be tantalizing <laughs> enough. She used a friend's picture? <laughs> this bitch hasn't heard of Google Images? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Disturbing. I mean, but, oh, 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 but I've done that like a long time ago when I was really young. I remember like I was I, the same guy who I was so like, oh, does he like anyone? He likes redheads. Okay. And I think I like made <laughs> and, and friended him, like tried to friend him in some jealous rage one night or I don't know. I, I just think like sometimes just, I don't know. I, I would really want to cut myself off from the other family and just, from the ex-wife. Yeah, absolutely. Unfollow. Big time unfollow. I, I, I really, I can't express, I, there was a point, you can probably see it on tape, there was a point during that where I got actual chills. <laughs> <laughs> this person is not well. I do not feel funny about it. I think she's hurt before. I think she'll hurt again. <laughs> okay, well, um, that was... <laughs> Caleb. <laughs> terrified. Well, Caleb, speaking of getting chills, every time you perform, the audience gets chills. <laughs> And uh, peals of laughter. Very daunting material. Do you have anything you'd like to plug coming up? Oh, if you're in LA, second Friday of every month at the Elysian, I have a monthly show called Big Wig. Uh, it's music and comedy. Um, you can check out my podcast, Keeping Records. Um, we so, talk about what's up. Just so interesting that you have these things that other comedians probably come on to, and like both of neither of them have you ever even made an overture towards us. We about. just we just became friends. Laura, can we who who produces Laura, can we cut this? Excuse me. This is so inappropriate. <laughs> we just, Get the kid back. What do you only, what do you only book your friends? <laughs> we're we're comedic. Uh, I mean, I don't like to we're throw TikTok the juggernaut. Stars. Uh, yeah, I don't like to throw the J word around, but yeah. <laughs> Ju we're Jews and juggernauts. Um Yes, check Caleb out. He's so dang funny. You were saying about your podcast. I'm sorry. Come listen to it. What do you? What was? The, what's? The, what is the podcast? We, you guys, and I mean this, should come on. Ooh. And they're gonna be like, you guys should listen to. You it. guys should <laughs> please check it out. <laughs> uh, NASA sent. Do you guys know about the golden records? Uh uh. NASA sent two golden records into space in 1977. If aliens found them, they'd understand life on Earth. A bunch of like artifacts on it and stuff. And we're making new records with people that we like. And oh, that's cool. Talking about the old ones too. Yeah, that's awesome. Fun. Um, we'll check Caleb out on all of the social media. You were so funny and so wise and so fun. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks for Caleb. having me.